Hey, welcome to the next episode of the Hive with Us podcast. I'm excited to have a special guest today, Mr. David Pupo. He talks about triple-digit offers. We're going to learn a little bit more about on this episode, but please welcome Mr. David Pupo. Where are you from today? What part of the country are you from? Yeah, man, we're we're here in uh, sunny Florida. We're over here in Orlando. It is February 9th and it is 80 degrees outside. It's beautiful today. So, we're this is one this is the favorite time for Floridians, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm in Southern California, so we're like 4,000 miles away. This is the beauty of yeah. the, uh, the internet age. We're able to connect and stretch out some time and get, get together and have a great conversation today, which I'm excited about, yeah. man. Absolutely, man. This is going to be a fun one. I'm really excited. So well, one of the first questions I always like asking is, how long have you been in real estate and how did you end up in real estate in general? Because a lot of people take different paths, but it's a different story, yeah. man. I want people to know a little bit where you are and where you came from. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been in it now full time since 2016. So I did, I started with like a real estate brokerage. I focused still with like short sales and foreclosures and stuff like that. And then went like to luxury retail. Actually, I went like in a far direction. I was starting to sell, I was starting to sell like lots to like some of the developers in some of the higher end areas. And then they would take me around. They were really nice guys and like take me around, show me some of their products that they were just putting out on the market. I'm like, Oh, these are really nice, right? So, so you get like good old shiny object syndrome to, to kick in. And then I pivoted to the luxury stuff for about a year, year and a half. And it just was not what I wanted. I thought it was. I loved looking at the houses. I could appreciate the amount of time and effort these developers were putting into these houses. But I just feel like the my my avatar that I like to vibe with isn't your, your high-end luxury like buyer. And I had a little bit of actually a hard time kind of connecting with them. A, I was just, man, I was just like coming out of college. I was like two or three years out of college. So I did not have the kind of money. So I couldn't relate to these people. And it just almost felt like an imposter syndrome, quite frankly. And I think that was something I, I had a hard time dealing with. And the, the crazy thing about that is like there's buyers at that price point. that are few and far between. So you have to talk to a lot of people. Your sales cycle might be extremely long. And that's probably not the best thing to hop into when you're starting out. Yeah, man extremely long. Absolutely. Yeah. So great way to put that. So I'd make a little bit of cash up front selling, selling them the lots. And then I joined a brokerage that, that focused on working with these developers. There was, they worked with like six in this big, in this nice area called winter park in downtown Orlando. And so we worked with a lot of these guys, but they would take 10 months to build these. These aren't like your cookie cutters with REITs, right? These were things that are done to the nine. And they would take roughly 10, like nine to 10 months to get these suckers built out. And then the back end process still would take time, right? So hopefully you pre-sell it, but if you don't pre-sell it, then you got to sell it on the market. And you know, that would take another month or two. So you're looking that one project can sometimes be almost a year, right? And Amazing. being young and thinking about building that pipeline, I was, I was impatient. And like I said, I just didn't vibe with the, that kind of clientele that much either. So when, when did you kind of put on your investor hat a little bit? Because some people come to the agent path and they realize it's not that, that path for them. Are you still like mm -hmm. an agent or are you kind of investor agent type switch the hats when you need to? So I, I probably use my license two or three times a year. It, it's, it's really just to keep it kind of active and it's really for families and friends. And like if I actually have a flip around the area kind of stuff. So it's really just to save money as opposed to really using it as a crazy revenue generator because with with florida after you go through your, your your first like two years and you do the continued education course it's really easy to keep it active really easy 
So why would I why would I just cancel it when it's easy to maintain it? Yeah, I gotcha. This show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users has had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. Did you have issues disclosing at first, having to wear that, that agent hat? At first, because I know it's one thing you have to disclose, like someone in our office is making a, is an agent involved and all that disclosure stuff that you have to do when you're an agent. Yeah, we have it in our contracts that like the principal is a licensed agent within the state of Florida, but it really doesn't really affect anything too much because we're usually acting in the investment capacity. It's very rare unless we're doing novations. And in novations, I usually pick a brokerage. I, I keep myself a little bit separate from it and just have a, a third party be able to post it. Okay, nice, nice, nice. When was that transition from a full-time agent to a full-time investor? Yeah, yeah, so that was, like I said, I did that for about a year and a half. That was half of 2017 and like almost all of 2018. So I'd say that that was shifting into 2019 is when I then found my partner at that time and I did this for a little bit on my own. And then I was just like, man, I could really use help with somebody like implementing a lot of the systems that I want to use because I'm, I'm like your prototypical visionary ADD kind of guy, sales, 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 vision. Hey, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Like prototypical visionary, but like sitting down and actually putting things in plan and in the process sounds like a nightmare to me to sometimes, right? So I found a partner to be able to help me out with being able to do that in 2019. And we were able to grow the company that we own, that I own now is called Florida House Buyers. So we grew that, started going into multiple states. I think that's where we actually, I'd say maybe had mistake number one in our business is that we expanded it way too quickly. You know, we, we drove up marketing, went into multiple states very quickly with not understanding there's nuances and learning curves in some of these other areas, right? 100%. Yeah. And you know, we, had, we had another interview prior to this, but you said you're running a lot of PPC. Is that, was that your main general revenue source since you've been starting, since you started the investor side? It was all PPC? Yeah. So I would say that we have been able to try damn near every marketing channel right? Your texting, your direct mail, your PPC, your Facebook advertisements, your cold calling. I think that's like five or six. So yeah, the driving for dollars, the, you know, a lot of those different methodologies to be able to find properties, right? So PPC, we used a lot 2021 and like a little bit of 2022. So right now I actually have been able since that breakup that we had very early in 2022 by just necessity, I started doing cold calling because I know my lease of contract and my cost per contract with my cold calling could be sub 2000. If you're really dialed in and you're high on your conversions, 
I could get it to like 2000 to 2500 cost per contract. And sure enough, I was able to get that kind of going for 2022. And that's still the model that we use today is the cold calling because, well, really, Daniel, when, you know, when you build such a big monster, because it was all time revenue, like it was awesome to be able to say that I think we hit like just about 800,000, right? So it was really cool to say that we did that kind of revenue in just one year. But when you build that kind of monster, it has to keep on eating, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I didn't know how to slow it down until absolutely it, it was necessary to it, it just had to be broken down. Right. This it's a, now with cold calling allows me to pick the list I want. And right now, when I when I stopped it, reflected, I really want a lot more multifamily. And, you know, every marketing channel has their pros and cons. I would yeah. say if you wanted to run a really good wholesaling operation that you can expand out and you want to target single family residentials, PPC is your number one. Yeah. We're a big fan of PPC. I've, I've loved PPC. Mm-hmm. I like it because I don't have to prospect. They're, they're warm and hot coming in, coming in. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I, I don't like the prospecting route and it's just, it seems like easier work. I'd rather pay for the, the, it might be cost more, it might be not cost effective, but it's easier. <laughs> I would, hey, to each his own, man. I know, I know seven-figure companies in every single model of marketing that there is. Oh, you know the other two I forgot. I didn't do though, but I know people that have seven-figure ones is with like radio advertisements and and commercials, TV commercials. Yep, I had to interview the guys doing TV, and I'm like that blew my mind because I'm like he'll spend like thirty to fifty thousand dollars a month in TV ads. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's like it's. It's a heavy burden to bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all about when you're doing TV. At the end of the day, it's all about brand recognition. So, one of the people that are here in Orlando that do it, he's spending a lot. Don't get me wrong, but he he likes it because he likes to work a lot with agents. So it works with his model pretty well. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. So let's talk about the triple digit offer. What is that, and uh, what's the the kind of ambiance that comes with that? Yeah, man. So, so triple offer was one of those other things that I I was introduced to like a few years ago. And it was something of just being able to make sure that you are converting on every seller that is motivated, right? So what we were able to do, uh, and this really came in really clutch, like the past six to eight months, when people were going belly up, like, I was thriving like so like on average i like a cold calling that operation that does decent like they're probably at 50 leads to contract and for a majority of our time and especially while putting in triple offer we've been at 33 to 37 leads to contract so we are at high efficiency with it so what triple offer is being able to do man is you know we have these good conversations with sellers we're finding out some what's going on with the property what kind of their motivation is and if we think that there is value of opportunity we provide three separate offers or solutions and see which one is the most suitable for that seller so we do a version of this ours Mm -hmm. is 50 percent cash and we do a creative and we just did two so what's Mm -hmm. what's 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 your versions of the triple offer because maybe we'll start implementing because for us we only do two yeah 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 yeah, so it, the, the, the second and third offer really depend on what their equity position is, Okay. right? So if they're at 100% equity, I'll run scenario one out with you, right? So if they're at like 90 or pretty high equity, where uh, we'll go through that one. Offer one, 
still is never going to really change. Offer like no matter what the scenario is, offer one is our wholesale offer, right? Yeah. So we're coming in as you kind of just mentioned, 50, 60,000 depending on of course what the rehab we think is for the property, 50 to 60% of what the after repair value is, right? So the second one is now where we're changing, right? So let's say like I said the scenario is that they have 100% equity on this property, free and clear, right? These are my favorite, of course. So the second offer, I'm coming in with something that is either looking like maybe a novation or I'm going to come in and make a seller financing deal where I can give them interest, give them maybe a lower percent down payment. And that offer is going to be actually as a purchase price, slightly closer to our cash one, right? So now it leads up. That one's called our steering wheel offer. That one leads up to three, right? Because we want to steer them to this one. And that is our principal only seller finance deal right where and in in this case like like i said if they're at 80 90 percent of of like their equity i still would do principal only because maybe sometimes we structure it that we're paying off that debt at closing and then they just have a hundred percent of like say like a mortgage is zero percent financing so that's my favorite one right principal only being able to get in on those monthly payments great cash flow situations. Heck, we've even paid, we pay over purchase price to be able to get that done sometimes because with principal only, you're literally just paying down the price every single month. Yeah. <laughs> the creative financing side is insane about the possibilities you can create with it. And I always, I drive it really, really hard to people that I talk to. I'm like, creative financing opens the doors to do whatever you want with it. It opens up the yeah. cash flow. It opens up the the wholesale. It opens up the the rental, the the short term rental. It opens up all these different doors that you yeah, need to, that aren't possible if you get a, even with a wholesale price because you still have to have the financing in place. Yeah, so like, it's how you buy it. It's how you buy it because also when you, I'm telling you, when you set up something with zero percent financing, principal only payments, your exit options are like infinity. It, it, you can do whatever you want, and imagine in a situation like doing a rent to own or a lease option with 0%, you go gangbusters. You make three different revenues on it, right? You get down payment from somebody who the end buyer is. That person can't qualify for conventional financing. So you just go, hey, I can get you a property. You have to just pay me like 10% down. You have to be able to do this X amount for a monthly amount. And that margin is usually going to be like, let's say like I'm paying, I'm paying the, the seller like a thousand bucks a month. Like that person is paying me minimum 1500 or up, depending on what the market value is. Right. Uh, and then on the back end, I'm trying to structure that two, three, heck, even maybe even four years. I really don't try going five. Because uh, if you can't qualify for something after five years, it's you're you're probably not going to be the one that converts. It's just just what we've noticed, right? But if you're being able to get, like, say, if I got the property with the seller at three hundred thousand, and and then I have principal only payments, and I go with the end buyer who couldn't qualify, and I get them at three hundred thirty thousand, and then right, we just said like I was paying this guy a thousand dollars for let's just say three years. That's thirty six thousand dollars I pay off of that, and that's thirty six thousand I just made more on the back end. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so, what's your conversions on on your option three 
to your offers? Like, what's your, what's your conversion ratio like like look like? And then, are you wrapping all those, or you just look at them individually? Look at all of them individually, right? Because some of them are multifamily. I, I've had a lot more success with people who are multifamily when it comes to doing that option because they understand the the, the benefit of cash flow and they understand the benefit of tax tax benefits and that's very huge right so that's been a very big indicator on the back end with investors as opposed to jane and john doe like i would say my conversion with them is going to be less than one in ten like it's it's very rare because at the end of the day they it's a little bit more foreign to them and you're having to educate and can you do it absolutely i have but it's it's a harder sell as opposed to somebody who already knows what cash flow means so let's let's talk about that. So uh -huh. I, I think I think it's a great it's a great strategy to do with multifamily. But what's the tax benefit the seller gets by doing this type of a pay, payment only cash flow type offer? Yeah. So with being able to hold the note, they are not having to do a long like a huge capital gains tax. So if they sold that property to me for three hundred thousand, but they only have like let's just theoretically say I only paid like ten or twenty percent down. They're going to get yeah. taxed on that amount as opposed to if they sold it to me and I bought it cash 300,000, they are paying taxes on 300,000. So it helps out immediately with that. So when people are selling off portfolios, like I like to be able to ask them, Hey, this is, might hurt you a little bit more on your taxes. You want me to buy some cash and then talk to you a little bit more about holding note. And suddenly like they're a little bit more receptive to it. Right? So I'm, I'm talking about two, two portfolios right now of duplexes where people are, they, they, they really don't even need the money. These people were just the people that were the smartest and consistent people buying a property every single year. And 40 years later, they got, they got the block. Like that's how two these, both these people, it's, it's very uncanny in two different spots of Florida, very similar models. These people live well below their means and they always have. So um, I, I ask them like, you know, what would you do with all this money? Like you live so below your means. What, what's the point in all that? And, you know, it's it being able to have that slow conversation to be like, well, hopefully we can get them because I'm really excited from hopefully I can get at least one of these portfolios like that. Right. Yeah. That's how you explain it. I do the exact same thing. I, I like mm -hmm. I like having somebody else explain it because so, like if I explain it over and over again, I'm like, oh, he's just talking, he's just talking. So if I have a guest have an opportunity to explain it, maybe you'll connect with somebody else in the audience that thinks I'm full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you hear from dad, it's different than uh, from somebody else, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I asked you about this because like literally yeah. the, the, the power of creative financing, the tax liability the them receiving payments without having to manage pay taxes or anything like that is such a big benefit to, to those yeah, multiple and yeah, uh, absolutely even, even like the portfolio owners man i think it's such a great strategy i think it's very underutilized and i'm like man this is such it's so important for, for people out here to know this in general because the information out there that you get is like th this getting a portfolio seller financed or partially seller financed might it's a great 10 years in advance of actually building out your own portfolio like this yeah. is type this is like a wealth building strategy that no one talks about but just make offers mm -hmm. creative finance to portfolio owners and you can might get 10 years of 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 equity cash flow and yeah like, we can retire you that's that size of a deal and and uh, and like I mentioned earlier, Daniel, like you could, there's so many ways to skin that cat when it comes to anything that's wholesaling, right? But why I chose cold calling is 
I even asked a couple of the PPC, like leading PPC wholesaling agencies, right? And the thing is, is that somebody that has 10, 20 units is not putting in, I need to sell my 10 or 20 units. You know, 100%. you got to go get those people. 100%. And that, I, that's even another point right there. Like you, by you having that conversation with them, you're building a rapport with them instantly on call one, even if it's somebody from your team or sales team, you're building that rapport with them call one, and then it's just yep. a handoff. So I think I think for your strategy, cold calling is probably the best option for you. It really is. Yeah. Because if you're going after larger assets like that, they're not, they're, like you said, they're not, so they're not desperate. No, man. And, and I'll tell you what, most of these people, we're, we're still probably in that sweet spot of people not utilizing technology 100% still, especially if they're in their 70s or 80s. And the people that own these portfolios are usually at those kind of ages, right? Where they're like, no, I'd rather meet with you face to face still, or, you know, hey, I'd rather talk to you. Like, don't text me. Don't send me something through email. Like I still have that happen. So we're still in that weird sweet spot where that, that generation doesn't like technology, right? So they're not going to go on Google and type in how to sell my 20 units. <laughs> the, 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 what is it? The silver tsunami in Florida where all these boomers are retiring or passing away and transitioning. Mm -hmm. how all their portfolios are being passed down. So it's a hundred percent. I made a, those man made a note of this. Some, somebody said they're doing direct mail with QR codes. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this, it's not really working well. I'm like, well, you're, you're doing direct mail, which is usually for an older audience and QR codes, they're not of that technology yet. QR codes on direct mail in 10, 15 years may be the standard, but right yeah. now it's not it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know the audience, man. You, you got to know, know your avatar. Marketing 101. Who is your avatar? Yeah. So if you, once you get your avatar down, you can really hone in on your copy that you're using, what, what marketing strategy you're using in general. You're going to get a lot of better conversions because you're using the right marketing strategy for the right people. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's good stuff, man. I like this conversation because it, it opens up a lot of doors in negotiations wise when you're talking to sellers. And for everybody here, taxes, we're launching a course coming out soon. And one of our modules is taxes are motivation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Older, it's its own, it could be its own motivation of why they want to sell because they don't want to pay capital gains tax. Yeah. Yeah. 100% of a factor. So there's, there's a lot of underlying motivations that you might not even think of because you don't even know they exist. Yeah. And if you build that next level report now, I, I can't say that I've done this, but I, I have heard other people in my market do this for, for people who are a little bit savvier and they want to do what we call a 1031 chat tax exchange. Right. So yeah. they don't want to make the profit. I mean, they don't want to pay the taxes on the profit of the property that they're selling. So what they do is they use this vehicle called a 1031. And this 1031 is a, a way for you to be able to transfer it into another property. And I see a lot of good agents be able to help them out with selling one property and using that 1031 exchange to be able to help them buy into another house. So they get two birds with one stone, right? So it's very powerful to understand where they're at with their with their tax liabilities. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of cool stuff, man. A lot of cool stuff. I, I like I like yeah. your I like your offers. I like your 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 base method base methodology because it's right along the same point we do but we're just in a different niche but it, it gets results and for everybody here you just got to get results man you don't need that much results yeah. just some type of results and it works yeah man yeah so I, I mean thank you I appreciate that and I, I, it was it was one of those things too with being able to just call it triple offer and I you know I was just that's what I just did I made three offers and then suddenly realized that there was a lot of people in in 
not only in the real estate world, but like people that are starting out that are getting, of course, they're only going one trick pony with like a cash offer. And I just started realizing, especially like I mentioned, when this pivot happened, you needed a little bit more tools in the tool belt. If you only had a hammer and you know, you're trying to do a screw, you're, 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 you're out of luck, right? It's not the right tool. So you got to make sure you have the right, you know, right tool for it. And I think this is the, the perfect segue into like this current market we're heading to with high interest rates affecting the price of values of homes, like creative finance and novation agreements, all that stuff is going to work hundred percent better than 2021 because all the best agents in the world they thought they were the, they were the, they were the hottest stuff back in 2021 and 2020. Yeah. Now they're looking like, man, it's kind of it's kind of hurting a little bit, right? Yeah, now. man, I don't need you, right? And now, now suddenly, I've been working. Actually, my uh, my attorney here in in Florida that I use for everything. She also owns a title company, and I was literally coming up with two different seminars that we're going to be running in the next two months for agents to be able to understand that these strategies, the creative financing ones and the novation ones, are here to help you out. Stop rejecting them, right? Because one of my one of my people that I I listed with Novations, he was one of the first people to lean in. One of the first, and I told him the exact strategy. The thing is that he's an investor, so he he picked it up a little bit quicker, right? So he was able to get three Novation deals from me, and now I connected him with somebody that's now had ten more Novation listings for him, right? So he leaned into it. And now out of just being the guy who, who to the real estate community knows if you do your, your paperwork right, he will list your novation. He's been able to get a, more than a dozen listings. Yeah. Yeah. That's just adapting early and separating yourself from everybody else. It's so funny because I, I, te- I text blast agents all over the U.S. And I get, I literally a while ago when they just like, oh, would you list it with me? And I'm like, no, I'm texting all the agents because I'm looking for buyers. I don't want a listing. I don't want you to list it for me. <laughs> as well as things like, how do you think I got your number? Like, I'm not doing this on accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they tend to forget. It's all good. And it's one of those things where, like, you think you think someone just Googled you and called you. Yeah, that's what happens. But I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they do believe that. They you know, they definitely do. Oh, you found me on my Zillow ranking. Okay. <laughs> This is a little breaking. I don't know. I always make fun of agents a little bit. Maybe it's a little bit too abrasive, but it's one of those things where like you got to adapt or die. And if you're not adapting, you're going to get pushed out real quick. And all these yeah. agents that thought they were doing amazing, which they were doing amazing, but it was, it was an upward market. It's not an upward market anymore. It's kind of sideways and trending down. And yeah. if you're not doing the right things in this market, I don't know what yeah. job you're going to do after this. <laughs> well, I can, I'll play I'll play devil's advocate with you, right? Because I, I I can certainly agree with that what you're saying. But we also in the world of wholesaling, we have a lot of knuckleheads, and yeah. I can see if a lot of these people are reaching out to you all the time, you are now starting to have a perception of what they call an investor, right? So yeah. being able to be an educated and action oriented investor is how you're going to get these investor agents to now lean in, right? Because my guy, he's been a private lender for me. He's listed my flips for me. And I just know him through through like the local RIA, right? 
So he knows me as an as somebody who educates others and obviously takes a lot of action. So he leaned in immediately when I told him, hey, there's a newer strategy that's being utilized. It's called Novation. I'm gonna walk you through what the, the documents kind of look like. And he was like, cool, let me run it by the broker, but it sounds good to me. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com. Yeah, and that, that's, where, that's where the change happens. It's, it's cool that there's people out there that are paying attention and always adapting to the change because some people out there, they're just... Yeah. Yeah. And it's on us. It's on us to be able to be the difference that we want to see in the world. Right. I think, uh, I think Nelson Mandela said that, here. right? Which is yeah. why we're here, which is why we're here, which yeah. is why I kind of dug into some of these questions because yeah. the information doesn't get out. It's never going to be learned. So yeah. One of the subject lines in, in being able to, that I sent over to her first, she's like, well, how would you, how would you create a subject line to, to be able to show agents? It's like, you know, it, we are friends. Like we, if, if you if you lean into us, your your business that has been now teetering be, since August is now going to get more revenue, yep. right? So let's work together because we all have the same end in mind, right? We want to be able to. They want to sell a house, we want to buy a house, right? Yep. And then we want to be able to resell a house. And guess who we're probably going to use if you do me right? Yep. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> exactly. What is the quote that is yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just had this one just a little bit of a while ago. Right. And I'm going to butcher it because I, I feel like I'm one of those people that goes through a lot of quotes and then none of them stick because you just go through a whole bunch of them. It's by Bob Marley, actually. And it's you don't know what you don't know what hard is until being hard or be, going through something that's hard is the only option that you have. Right. So that one's always like, I'm butchering it, but it's about being able to essentially say that you have to be able to go through something to truly understand it and then appreciate it, right? You don't know, and you don't know what success is unless you've experienced failure. And I do, I do believe that to the core of me, being somebody that played a lot of sports, being able to somebody, I wouldn't say I was really naturally gifted. You know, I felt like I always had to work. I always had to do more. Right. My my wife back at, when we were dating in college, she barely had to study, still get B's and A's. And like I'm in like corporate financing, learning tax strategies and all these things that I have nothing idea. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I study for like an entire day. Like I've just been the person that's been willing to work a little bit harder. So so being able to have the setbacks in life make you truly appreciate the, the successes that you can get. So I'm really, I enjoy Twitter a lot. And there was a tweet, a tweet that came out this morning by Ed Lattimore. He says, why do you always insist on taking the hard road? And it says, why do you assume I see two roads? What we all eventually learn is that there's only two ways to do anything worthwhile, the hard way and the really hard way. Mm. <laughs> there's no easy way. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a good and, point, man. Then it kind of correlates with your tweet, like with your quote, because I'm like, man, this is so good. I like bringing in the the tweet sometimes because, like, sometimes they're like right on point with the conversation we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, that I one, that one's right on there, man. 
that one's right on there. Like everything's there's an easy way, but it's just there's a hard way and a harder way sometimes. And you just gotta go. Mm -hmm. It's gonna hurt either way. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, just as long as you use it as a learning experience, man, that's that is our life, right? That's where your experience is gained and that's where your wisdom is gained, right? So you can't have wisdom without experience and you can't have experience without going through some stuff. 100%, man. Where can people find you online? I'm going to put your triple offer.com. You can find you online. I hope people found value in this episode because, man, there's a lot of good gems in there. I hope you know, we turn some agents on, onto the investor way and the investor yeah. Hopefully they'll start doing investor activities and at least working with investors in general. Yeah, it's one of those things we're like, yeah, man. And it's listen, we're all like I said, we're going to be able to do the same things. Let's let's try to break down some of these these barriers between each other and be able to just be the rising tide that lifts all boats, especially in these kind of weird and uncertain times. Your network is going to need to be stronger than it ever has been. And if it's not, you're, it's going to hurt you. Right. Yeah, 100%. so that's that's something me and and me and a lot of other people that are other investors, man, we started doing events together as opposed to everybody trying to get their own like clientele, all of like making a friend group out of everybody come together, right? Beatles style, right? <laughs> yeah, it's dope, man. Yeah. We're going to be funny online, tripleoffer.com. And then what's your social media? Yeah, man. So social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, David Poop or you got here the, the user handler whatever things called username at dollars with david and then as you just mentioned tripleoffer.com is our program and we just launched actually a case study that we did for a property that we closed on earlier this year in, in 2023 where we netted 58,000 on it and we were just able to show people step by step on how that process worked with involving a triple offer there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks, David, for coming on. I, I hope everybody learned something today. I appreciate your time and all the knowledge you provided today. Absolutely, man. Hey, I really appreciate you being able to do this. Let's give a lot of value to the people, right? There you go. Please like and share with your friends. Go subscribe. Leave us a review. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, so the Hive Mind is launching a new program where we are, we're helping you work deals that are valued at $1 million and up. If your deal is worth 980,000, we don't wanna take a look at it. You can submit those deals to us at submitbigland.com and we'll help you comp the deals. If it's good, we'll help you close it and we'll also help you fund it and sell it. Check us out, submitbigland.com, milliondollarmastermind.com and wholesaling million dollar land deals on Facebook. Thanks guys. All right, guys, so we are live. We got Daniel, we got Anthony, we got the Hive Mind boys. Guys, why don't you start off explaining, introducing yourself, explaining a little bit about what you guys do in the real estate field, and we'll get into some questions.